0: So in retreat time, a time of direct practice, we are acknowledging how dynamic everything is, our experience, how volatile, how changeable, swings and sways, leaps and shudders, sometimes glides along quite smoothly, mind, jitta. Nothing can change so quick as this, all the formations, perceptions that arise. So, because of this retreat time, really a time of just repeating, returning, again and again, returning. Mm -hmm. It's such a familiar uh, idea or theme in meditation, just to keep returning, returning, persisting, persistently returning, because everything runs out, the habits are running out, into the future, into more, into less, into stories and so forth, returning. Mm. So turning once again, do you have a ground? Yeah, maybe it was there yesterday, for a while it slid away, or it's gradually forming, becoming more solid, mm. shifting. Ground, tana, foundation, aditana, sense of resolve, mm. kamatana. Foundational engaged intention, engaging our intentions, kamatthana. Recognition that intention is the leader of what uh, will arise. Satipatthana, the ground and establishment of mindfulness. So these are expressions used to remind us uh, Mm-hmm. Kamatana, engaged intention. This is really uh, crucial with its uh, reflections reference to the aggregates, and all these aggregates, most dynamic, most one we can most handle, and the one most most brutally handles us if we're not careful about it, Sankara. And uh, Sankara manifests in these three channels, uh, body, uh, heart, um, thinking mind. It also manifests in terms of three particular agencies. And the first of these leaders is intention. Intention, the mind inclines, it jumps. It shifts, it moves, it leans, it strides, uh, it falters, it runs backwards, it runs forwards, it runs out. It's got some impulsive quality to it. Sometimes clearly intending, sometimes just deluded intending, sometimes just a reflex barely deliberate at all, just this reaction of, of impulse rushing out. Mm-hmm. Sankara, kanda. Mm. We not going a of really working with that. There's a sutra in the um, Sanghuta Nikaya, the Book of the Aggregates, about 80, 85 I think, where Sariputta gives this analogy. He says, you know, just imagine a person living in a house and these five people come along and say, we will serve you. And they seem friendly. And then he takes them in, they get familiar with them, and then they, and they, and they stab him and assassinate him. Because okay? they're, they're thieves, they're murderers. And this, is, this is like Jitta citta takes in the five aggregates. Thinking, oh, this will give me pleasure, this will give me solidity, this will give me uh, confidence, this will give me prestige, this will give me a safe place to be. <laughs> and then they stabbed him. <laughs> and this is when these aggregates are taken as self, clung to aggregates. And yet, he says, when these aggregates are seen clearly, not as myself, not clung to, lead to one's welfare and happiness for a long time. It's an interesting turn. We can serve us, serve the citta, rather than stab it with agree- disagreeable memories, crazy erratic impulses, faltering intentions, doubt, worry, uh, things of this nature, where the intention is just running around in circles, trying to find something to fasten on to. Malice, hostility, it's blaming, criticising oneself rather than getting up to mischief, creating poison, smoke in the jitta. desperately trying to get something to happen, becoming crazed with uh, work harder, 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 the crazed, driven jintana, volition, impulse, intention, straining everything. Mm. The quality of mind becomes Tight, tense, not warm, nothing you want to be with. Mm. So uh, his intention has to be definitely trained, held. And then it will be for one's welfare, because the intention will be the intention of goodwill, intention that soothes, the intention that persists patiently, the mm. intention that gladdens intention that releases itself, relax, it's okay, enough.
1: Even that is a kind
0: of intention, the release of intention has to be carefully noticed. The prime place for working on these aggregates, at least when we're on retreat, is formal practice. With this you work on well, the aggregates. crickets, <laughs> uh, jitta is reminded, all this stuff passes, arises and passes, and yet some of it doesn't seem to pass, it keeps coming back again, <laughs> there it is again, there's that habit again, there's that place which doesn't quite arise, it seems to be there but not quite clear about what it is even, just some sort of stuck They doesn't really move; seem to move the locked places. Because this, even to allow things to rise and pass, is quite a uh, profound possibility. This is the fact: stream entry. So, people, uh, where the chitta does not realize that stream. Certain things uh, kind of remain latent and uh, stuck. They don't really manifest, they remain in the background. It's a stuck, dead state, hopelessness finality. Or well, they just seem to get repeated like a fly in a window, just bang, 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 can't get out, can't release, mm-hmm. it is again, it is again, it is again. Mm-hmm. So this process has to be uh, facilitated. The place for that is formal meditation practice. And what is this? This is clearly a set of constructions. And uh, intention is a big part of that. That's a sankhara. Attention is also a big part of it. That's where we give focus. Whether a focus is broad, narrow, sharp, spacious, where the focus is faltering, uh, rigid, uh, what kind of qualities sustain uh, proper attention or helpful attention. This is something we have to learn through uh, meditation. Contact, another Sankara, the, the, that moment when something touches the mind, is it allowed to dissolve or is it a reaction? Contact has to also be facilitated. So when a sound or a sight, or particularly a thought or a memory, touches, there's that, that no, that's, that's that. What arises otherwise will be, I am this, I was this, I will be, I never, he doesn't, they don't, I am, I can't, the future, be I'm gonna Cascade of proliferations occur at the point of contact. Contact has be facilitated, and this is through meditation, through formal practice. If one lingers on contact, you sustain it. You linger on it. You return to it, and even if the you know, phenomena. Cascade, you keep returning, allowing things to flow out, even these difficult things. Don't get phased by them. Keep one's intention to, you know, be mindful of that, to stay present with it, to come back to the place of contact, Mm. um, has to be facilitated. Uh, Attention has to be facilitated. Intention has to be facilitated. Because most people don't really know what these are. We use them all the time in a certain way. In the way of the world. They're there. Maybe if you get the words, you understand the words, we still don't necessarily experience. We don't really know what intention is. We know what drive is. That's one kind of intention, we know what uh, scatter is, we know that kind of intention, we know what shrug off is, or defend is, this is these are very uh, defective aspects of intention, These are intention with ignorance, ignorance based intention, that's what we've learned. There's no real awareness of the quality of the intention, we're just doing it, in it, searching for the end result. So intention is not understood, it's just engaged with, compulsively, reactively. And this, in fact, continues, is the quality that continues to recycle the same patterns a behaviour, an attitude, which keeps this whole self thing so frozen up. Because it may be impermanent, but repeated again and again and again here I am again. Been like this for the last ten years, that's the way it is, I'm this way. Fifteen years, twenty years, forty years, fifty years, you know, because something has not been understood. The correct intention has not yet been sensed, felt, cultivated, well, this has to be learned. Things we haven't learnt will be capable of learning them. Otherwise there will be no practice. Intention towards dispassion. Mm. Intention towards sympathy, Mm. inclination. Intention towards Mm. qualities that are dear, endearing. They don't really depend on the result because they themselves are beautiful. And because they're beautiful intentions, they're beautiful Applications, we do sustain them because, because in themselves they're beautiful. It's lovely to just feel generous, patient with oneself, and non-locked, humorous with oneself, and you know, compassionate, and of course, getting the intention. To persist, to sustain, because that is there's a certain growth that occurs just through sustaining, 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 beyond immediate gratification, beyond the requirement for immediate results, beyond the beyond rationality. Beyond you should, you shouldn't. No, sustain, because sustaining gives strength to the citta. It gives strength. No sustaining, no strength. How could it be? One of the primary qualities of mindfulness is to sustain. No, sustaining is not something you have be kind of nagged yourself into, but you're feeling the quality of staying steady mm-hmm. and what will support that. We have to find a suitable something to contact. Mm-hmm. So a meditation theme in one way is that which we contact. It could be the just the sheer rupa, the feeling of this, this experience of embodiment is using this form experience. And within that, the qualities of the Kaya Sankara, the vitality, the life force moving through that as you walk, as you stand, as you sit. You think, well, what's the point of that? Well, because if you're doing that, you're not doing lots of other things. (laughs) You're not doing the worrying you know, doing the... regurgitating the old stuff. It's got that quality just of holding the mind and it gets, if you do that and then with careful attention, then you can find there are places in that that are pretty comfortable within that. So contact has to be understood, that which uh, gives cause, gives a possibility for uh, a fact to to be to have a sense of mindfulness. It can stay there. Our attention can stay there long enough, and we can begin also to deeply comprehend attention, which we didn't understand. We didn't understand contact. We didn't really know what it was. We thought it's just a you know a moment blip and then on to the next thing. Contact is impression. The impression something makes, and you review it, linger in it. And you linger in some qualities that you find, your mind will linger in and settle in. Mm-hmm. Your mind will linger in and settle in. This is skillful contact. Contact that's not bound up with passion, instant gratification, complexity, and simple grounding, contact, breathing out, one foot step, movement of the body, body itself as it moves, staying in. Attention has not been properly understood. Mm. You know, normally we give attention to things that oh, have some kind of powerful feeling to them. Attention based upon well, things that have powerful feeling associated with them. We give attention to things that are delightful, things that are terrible, things that are agitated. It doesn't mean we necessarily give attention to pleasant. We give attention attention to what is most intense. It grabs us. Attention is grabbed. This is because attention has not been properly managed and understood. We don't know what it is. It's just that which is grabbed. Or that which is driven. Focus on this. Concentrate on that. But in this Dhamma discipline that's not the way to cultivate attention. Cultivation of attention begins with a careful attention. One attends with the mind, how does this affect? When I give attention to this, does this, this give rise to, does the mind settle in it? Is it skillful? Profitable? Why give more attention to it if it's not? It refers, this is the quality of Sati again, it refers, how is this feeling? How is this affecting me? Does this cause proliferation, fascination, grumbling, despond, projection to occur? One does not pay attention to it. Careful attention, one pays attention to qualities that, where these, these unskillful experiences diminish. One gives attention to breathing out, one gives attention to silence, one gives attention to movement, to rhythm, soothing, steady. and gives attention to qualities that inspire in oneself or in others or in the triple gem. Give attention to that. This way that chitta is fed, taken out of the jungle, out of the brambles, out of the thorns, placed somewhere where it can you know, you know, establish itself more clearly, fully. This is the way that we use these sankharas. Attention can be uh, a focal point. Hmm? And again, you know, we tend to assume better attention is a tighter focus, really focus down on the exact pinpoint. Concentrate. The Buddha doesn't teach that. He doesn't teach concentration on an object. If you mindful of an object, if one cultivates correctly, a sense of stability will occur. This is constant. This is samadhi. A stability that's marked by happiness and ease, where the mental energy is consolidated, drawn together, settled. This is samadhi. Samadhi is the mind settling into itself. It's not the mind riveted to an object. Buddha doesn't teach that. It has one purpose in mind, to generate, be established the conditions for the mind to settle. This is the one-pointedness, the one theme. How does that happen? Mm? So where our attention is formed, care for attention, how is this affecting chitta? Is it settling persistently, staying with it? what kind of attitudes, intentions, keep that present, And then, your attention could be rather wide focus, whole body. In fact, this is a pretty skillful place to begin. Basically, because uh, when you're doing formal practice, you recognise particular hindrances or tend to agitate the, the mind, obviously, but they also agitate the kaya sankara, the bodily energy. We find ourselves very really much up in our heads, and we find ourselves you know, sinking in the chest, or the back has disappeared. We're losing the body altogether, we have spun out. Mm. Sustaining over the whole body, the top to the bottom, back and the front, means this, this, this experience of being grabbed, spun around, shut down, tightened up, compressed, flung out, is restrained as the body holds the mind from flinching and collapsing into these hindrances holds the mind being contracted by these hindrances, holds the mind being mesmerised by these hindrances, which is what they do, they grab attention, they're intense. They have an intense feeling quality to them, therefore they grab attention, and your main job is not to get grabbed. So you have to arrest the attention in a way where it won't get grabbed. You use a kind of structure of the body, you know? And the structure of walking, and the structure of the retreat, to to hold, and that's your persistence. And within that, you begin to bring these qualities of okay, you know what is comforting, what is steady, what gladdens. So this is a, not just the teeth gritting ordeal but we're applying the correct medicine, the balm, the soothing. So that habits that have not been realised could be realised and understood. Places where we get blind or distracted or compulsive could be arrested. Mm. We don't see what we don't see. Our are reactions that catch us. We're we'll trying to get the net of attention wide enough to catch these before they catch us. Then the assassins can turn into guides, otherwise they will assassinate us yet again. There you take something like walking meditation. There you go. walking meditation, walking mindfully, carrying the body mindfully. Sustaining attention mindfully, referring mindfully. Yeah. And uh, this here. Yeah. Mm. As I say, a uh, suggestion I have, I talk about ground, I talk about spaciousness, I talk about something rhythmic, because these are qualities that I find personally very helpful for the chitta. Which tends to lose ground, lose spaciousness, and get very lose a quality of a steady, smooth rhythm. It gets rushed and hurried. This is because the normal formation of the aggregates is based upon worldly dhammas, which have this quality to them. They press, they grab, they thrust, they drive, they demand solutions, yeah. and that's what we're in. In a way, you know, it's not like your fault, that's, that's the way the world is, we're, we're educated and trained and, and steeped in that. You know, how do you then change those, transform those? You know, where there was no spaciousness, where there wasn't a smooth steady rhythm, where well, there wasn't a firm foundation. Well, when I walk, could those be present? Hmm? Could the ground be something I repeatedly return to? A simple body plodding along, feet touching the ground, standing, walking. If things are taking over when we're walking, we stand feeling the sense of a steady upright posture, holding attention onto the entire body, crown of the head to the soles of the feet, letting things flow through till that sense of ground becomes very uh, pre- uh, present, palpable. Then, ah, you've got something that will resist the pull and spin and the hindrances. Hmm? Cooperating with the body, body gets stiff, the body gets tense, walking. Fluidity of movement, simple fluidity of movement. How our body naturally walks when it's not in a hurry. When it's ru- not rushing along to get somewhere. When it's not marching in step. When it's not self-conscious, when it's just easy, comfortable, flowing. Movement from the hips, the legs, the shoulders. Flexing of the body as it walks. Imagine you're walking on a beach. Walking through a forest, as indeed, in time of Buddha, that's where people would have been walking. You know, it is forest dwelling people, are people of the land. They have a very characteristic gait, something liquid, fluid about it. They amble, they roll. They're flexible city dwellers march, scurry, scuttle, <laughs> along straight lines. Yeah. Forests, no straight lines, no streets, just feeling the ground beneath your feet, the space around you and flowing through it. For us City dwelling folk, we need a bit of encouragement with that. Sometimes I suggest, imagine you're walking uh, through water, warm water, of course, chest high. So you're really feeling a sense of the, the space around your body as you walk, you know, the space is opening and the, instead of the body being tensed up and the shoulders, the chest sunk, it opens That's where actually it, aware of the water we're walking through. It brings your attention right back here. Not in a narrow way, but in a a way that is right at the place of contact. This is the form. This form. This form is touching space. And as we establish correct form, because that's actually how it is, isn't it? The nature of form, it's the place where space stops. its absence and presence. So using form, skillful form, we have the presence of the entire body, make sure it's all there. So we establish an imaginary something around us to contact, bring your attention, you know, to the fullness, spanning the form and the form it comes out of its broken up, contracted, unbalanced state where all the energy is bottled up in the head, in the eyes, in the shoulders we get comfortable form, and subtle form and the kaya sankara, the bodily energy begins to rise into that proper container where it rises into the proper container that form begins to feel pleasant. Therefore the mind stays with it, because it likes pleasure. Establishing a rhythmic sense when you walk. At you know, no particular speed, uh, you know, it depends really on where your energies are at. You want to be some like, yeah, the energies may be like a wild horse running along, so you just have to walk a little bit fast, like you're me, just stay with the horse, and steadily staying with it and then beginning to soothe it, slow it down. Yeah. Or it may be like a three-legged pig, you lumbering along, the energy just doesn't quite it's faltering. Okay. So what's needed here? Make a bit firmer step. Do this and that, firm it up a bit. Yeah. Or it may be like a dead squirrel. Just <laughs> Come on, lift it up just a little bit. We can stand, we can stand. Come on, we can stand. Now yeah, we can make one step and two step. Yeah. And picking it up. There you've got proper relationship with the Kaya Sankara, the bodily energy. begins to fill the form. And it becomes form, then becomes, this aggregate becomes a blessing rather than a problem as so though it's filled properly, held carefully. Mm. Naturally, you know, when we walk, the tendency is to go into the eyes, because that's the way we've always walked. We've walked looking at signs, we look looking at shop windows, we've walked looking at other people, we've walked looking at traffic lights, we've walked being on guard against cars, vehicles, bikes, dogs, cats, creepy people, lampposts, you name it, we walk with our eyes for very good reasons. And now there are no cars, traffic, creepy people. So you can relax the eyes. Just enough to see where you're going. You walk into a wall. The eyes are subtle, soft focus, often use an oceanic gaze, just the wide, easy, Relax the eyes if you're restful. The nature of the eyes is they have a particular signal is sent to the to the mind. The eyes are a primary focus, a primary organ for attention. Um, when you read a lot, look at screens a lot, your eyes get locked into that particular da, 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 pattern. point, hmm? point, 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 point. Po- po- So your attention is is by almost nature, it gets contracted to that. Mm -hmm. You don't even notice the tension it creates, because that becomes normalised. So you can meditate, Mm -hmm. you just relax the eyes, so your attention relaxes. Change your intentions, see, the intentions of the, uh, the modern person very much tending to words and symbols. And they run in lines, don't they, so your intention knows to jump along, from this to that, to this to that, to this to that. It doesn't make sense until you got to the end of the sentence. One letter doesn't make sense, you've got to add the rest of it. So your intention, intention scrambles. The book person, that's what happens. That's what we've done. You won't get the meaning until you get to the end of the sentence, or probably not at the end of the end of paragraph, and might be not to the end of the book even, so you scurry. But in dhamma practice, the meaning is right there in the first letter, linga, linga. There's only one letter to read, it's the one that just naturally drifts in by itself. The message, the sign, that drifts in by itself. This is a sign of comfort, this is the sign of fear. This is a sign of agitation. This is the sign of goodwill. Read it. What needs to be relinquished here? A grip. The neglect. The careless attention. The compulsive reactions. The agitated contact. Walking along. Really feel things just not clicking, stop, stand still, go back to ground again. Okay, breathing out, breathing in. Don't think about time. Really get time comes in, your intention starts to push towards the future. The time sense comes in, hurry up, slow down, how long is it? time to go back to the body breathe out here we are if you're too cold okay you know, put huddle somewhere come inside it's not supposed to be it's not military it's really uncomfortable so you can't focus better come inside stand inside or sit inside or whatever whatever you know mm. uh, The ability just to pause, when you're walking, just pause. So, seemingly, don't know what I'm doing, Um, mind's getting very scattered, standing, breathing out. You walk, generally use a track, 20-30 paces, for the purpose of uh, uh, I suppose sense restraint. so we're not just going for a walk, although that may be more helpful. To get so boxed in by it all, it may be help, more helpful just to go for a light, gentle stroll. You want to avoid the boxes. And spaciousness is very important, because this is an unknown quality for many people. not just blind obedience to a system. This is sometimes also an unknown quality. But when I mean, it gets useful, we realise there is a certain purpose in using the same track, because then I'm not really, where I'm going, no longer a reference point. Sight, sounds, no longer a reference point. Just the feeling of moving, 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 moving. It's very simple. For the sake of simplification, to so get to the rhythm of it, in a comfortable rhythm. And the rhythm has a soothing effect on the chitta. It comes out of the jangled intentions, the restricted, faltering attention, and the dysfunctional ignorance contact, and the same aggregate is then tamed, brought to heal, uh, refreshed, made work. Uh, this is kamatana. Establishment in engaged intention. You can take that, come back, sit down. Whole body sitting here. Taking your time to really, not just that, there's a notion, till you feel it's all here? From the shoulder blades, the neck, the hips, the thighs, the feet, the hands, settled. Just like you carefully carefully establishing something, intention is, is careful, not habitual, not automatic. And then, what, then intention, what's helpful here, what's what's needed here, what will be supported in this? Perhaps just to linger a little longer until the fullness of the form becomes apparent, the energy begins to move through the form, if you're comfortable sitting. Mm-hmm. And the energy will begin to crystallise around breathing in and breathing out, because that's the basis of where our body energy is uh, brought in, clarified, discharged and released. That's natural. It shouldn't be something you force yourself or have to pin your mind on. It should be a natural arising through stead the body's energies becoming more properly attending to the form, fitting the form, comfortable in the form. If it's not comfortable, how does it get comfortable? Of course you know, many of us we try different cushions and different leg postures and, and, and stretches and tweaks and wriggles and, and that's a yeah. You know, yeah, it's a bag of bones. It's lumpy. This bit's broken. This bit's twisted. How does it get more comfortable? You focus on where it is comfortable. Bring your attention there. So, as one more deeply understands attention, you realize attention, properly cultivated, is a tremendous uh, resource because somewhere in the body, it's okay. And can you linger there and pick up that quality? And if you pick up that quality, you tend to that. Your body energy will be based upon that quality. It will begin to suffuse. It will radiate through the body. Mm-hmm. So, say, well, a lot of difficulties in my shoulders or my neck. Oh, okay, or well, maybe the breathing out feels comfortable. In the trunk, focusing on that sign, the quality of comfortable, giving attention to it. Energy then settles in that place, in that phase, in that mode, where the energy is not pressed or distorted or compressed, picks that up, and the mind lingers in it, gathers it in it. That energy can then move. And begin to release areas in the rest of the body. That's what happens. Or it becomes such that we don't really notice the other difficult bits. They no longer seem to be pressing on us. They're there, but background. Because the main thing one's this sensing is the quality of a clear, comfortable energy. This is a skill. Mindfulness of breathing. But there are two, uh, you know, checkpoints, steadied, body steadied, settled, comfortable. Where is it comfortable? Can that quality be breathed into, made much of, lingered on? And the quality of it will widened to suffuse the entire form. This is what happens. This quality uh, brings comfort and because of that the mind gets collected. And we persist. And these time frames, they're not rigid, but you do the best, you know, you have a good reference point, they're there to remind you, a bell rings, a reminders. They're not absolutely laws, but they're supports. Okay, Ooh, you know. Things to do with freshening up. Let's go out for do some walking. Sustain it. You've got a reference point, you know, to think about the time anymore. This is the way we can, can use this uh, structure, retreat structure, for our welfare and uh, guidance. So let's take some time for some direct practice.